Dr. Storm. We gave you six years and millions of dollars, and you gave us nothing. What's different now? Reed Richards. He knows answers to questions we don't even know to ask yet. This is our chance to learn more about our planet and maybe even save it. I want you to meet my daughter, Sue. You want to be famous? I just want my work to make a difference. John, Reed, this guy doesn't take orders well. Yeah, especially from people who say, I don't take orders well. Don't let any of these lab coats give you any crap, all right? Well, if I do, I know who to call. The muscle. I gotta say, it's fun having you here. Really? No. <laughs> what you've created here is incredible. You guys sure you're in the best shape to be doing? Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. And we have two wonderful guests. You want to cross over, folks? You asked for it. You got Woo! it. The boys from Bonus Features, say your name. Robert. Alex. They're here. And uh, I brought them <laughs> in because if you've never listened to Bonus Features with Alex and Robert on YouTube and SoundCloud and hopefully Apple Podcasts soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, these guys have a very interesting and fresh take, I think, on cinema uh, that's happening right now. I also specifically love when they talk comics and uh, comic book movies, even though I don't always agree and I'm sort of like shouting into my uh, <laughs> headphones at work. Uh, but I, I love, I think these guys are, um, they're friends. And they get it, especially when you guys talk about Spider-Man. I'm like, oof, we should hang out every day because <laughs> I'm a big Spidey guy. Um, that being said, uh, the other Marvel character who I love second, Spidey comes first only to mm. the Fantastic Four. Mm. I am a, I am a huge fan of the four. The FF mean a lot to me. And uh, honestly, they may be not even just Marvel. They may just be my second favorite like comic series ever. I just love these fuckers. Luke. Yes. I just have to say, a day ago... I had a fantastic version of this crossover episode. <laughs> You'll probably never hear it. That's reality. That's though. reality, though. God damn it! The famous tweet that we will that Josh Trank. Yeah. We'll get to it. Oh Basically, boy. we're doing uh, Josh Trank's fan four stick, uh, <laughs> as it was so eloquently stylized in 2015. Um, what a summer to be alive, uh, Katie. How did you feel yeah. in the summer of 2015? Uh, we had just come off of Age of Ultron. We just come off of Ant Man, and the third and final Marvel flick, uh, August 2015, was the reboot of the Fantastic Four by Chronicle director Josh Trank. How was I feeling about it? What'd you think? Were you apprehensive? Were you excited? Did you give a fuck? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm so sorry to say I don't have a very exciting answer for that. I uh, I didn't give a fig. I really did not. <laughs> I uh, I saw it. Cool. I saw the trailer. And I just did not care. It, it just looked really sad. And I didn't put the pieces together that it was Josh Trank from Chronicle, which I really did love. But at the time, I wasn't really paying attention. And then when everything came out, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I won't see that then. <laughs> I, uh, I was um, t as opposite as can be. 
uh, just because <laughs> I love these characters. Honestly, I loved the uh, the two with you know Chris Evans as Johnny Storm and like all those. And like I still stand by those. I like those quite a bit. I know they're campy and I know they're goofy, but in some ways those were the truest iteration of the four on screen because the four, aside from the Ultimate FF, which are still kind of campy, they're not super serious characters. They're they're you know they're out there and strange, but. Um, you know, they weren't what everybody was looking for, especially in our current climate, uh, trying to compete with the Iron Man and the Avengers and the X-Men of the world. Um, but I, I couldn't have been more stoked. Uh, Avengers at that time to me was my favorite movie ever made. Uh, that was at mm-hmm. a time where I, I still loved Joss Whedon. Uh, I thought he was everything. And I, Age of Ultron, I'd been marking my calendar by it. I was like, holy shit, 2015. This is like on New Year's when it, the clock struck. I was like, "This is when Age of Ultron comes out," <laughs> and like my life was just set around. I couldn't fucking wait. And I remember being underwhelmed. I was disappointed by Age of Ultron. And in posterity, I don't mind it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. But my I just built it up too much. And then Ant Man, I was like, "That was okay. It was everything it needed to be." The MCU can by and large do no wrong by me. But when I saw the trailer for Fantastic Four, <laughs> I was like, "Well, not only is this like..." my favorite group of like my favorite team in comics uh but it's coming it's coming to at it from as you well know katie my favorite thing when it comes to especially comic books it's a take and i love yes. a take you've heard me wax poetic about batman v superman i've sang sung the praises of arrow and flash and all these other things that are like or smallville for christ's sake i mean not so much anymore mm-hmm. uh but uh because oh, the little negative press there but um I like when somebody takes something and then they spin it and kind of make it into their own while trying to stay true to the themes and ideals of uh, what it is they're adapting. And so it looked like it was going to be that for me. I got so fucking stoked when that trailer came out that I uh, I immediately got online and uh, I hopped on eBay and bought like the first 40 issues of Ultimate FF because the Ultimate Universe was kind of our childhood. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man, like, for Ultimate sure. Spider-Man for sure. And mm-hmm. I, I remember reading that, but I never read Ultimate FF, and it seemed like that's what they were going to adapt. Right. So I was stoked, uh, and everything about it looked great. It looked, I mean, they cast Miles Teller, one of my favorite actors at the time, still a big fan. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was the like I thought genius casting for Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. The world mm-hmm. cried foul at that, yeah. uh, but I thought it was genius. I thought it made the most sense in the world. Um, I loved Kate Mara. I still do. Yeah. Thought that was great casting. I didn't know Jamie Bell. I still I like him. I think he's great. And I loved Chronicle. So going into this, I was like just pumped as pumped can be. What about you? What about you guys, Robert? Uh, I'll tell you this. I was more. I was. I would have put money on this being good more than I had put on Ant Man at the time. Sure. Because mostly because of the directing. Because I'm like, yeah. all right, we got the guy who made like Yes Man and Bring, Bring it, it On. I love Bring It On. I mean, they're good, but I'm yeah. like Ant Man and like you know uh, what's his name was supposed to direct it. Uh, uh, God, what the guy who made Baby Driver. Oh, it's supposed Ed, to, I mean Edgar, Edgar Wright worked yeah. on it for almost a decade. So I'm like, all right, Josh predating Trank predating Marvel Studios, right? And it's like Josh Trank just I mean he's just getting off of Chronicle. Yeah. You know, and I I had more faith in this. I thought the trailers looked better i mean i wasn't super intense on the trailers but sure. they look good it looked like a take it looked different from the tim story fantastic four movies yeah. which i which i really wanted because oh boy you didn't like this uh they're fun i it was one of those movies i saw too many times on fx oh, oh see I, mean, I was stoked <laughs> when they were on fx all the time i was like yeah. fuck yeah i remember seeing silver surfer in theaters oh i just thought it was like such a delight i would have i would have liked a third one of those frankly there, there was a fight that broke out in my theater during that movie and i turned <laughs> to watch that instead of the movie when silver <laughs> surfer just turns around <laughs> and goes through his board and grabs johnny storm in space he's like all that you know is at an end i'm like got larry fishburne <laughs> uh but uh yeah that you know but i understand that makes sense alex 
Uh, when this came out, I was sort of, okay. I would say I was, I thought it would be pretty good. I, I thought, I just saw the trailer and I'm like, this looks all right. Like there's no, no red flags sure. <laughs> initially. Good. And I, and again, it looked like a take. So it's trying to be a little more like about the exploratory side of mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. And I've been told uh, a couple times by people that, they aren't exactly superheroes. In fact, they are more so explorers and scientists. Right, pioneers. Right. So I thought in some ways this was going to be, again, truer to the Fantastic Four than the Tim Story ones. And I, I didn't like the Tim Story ones, but it wasn't... They're what, they're what I call a rainy day FX movie. <sighs> but like, see, <laughs> like, like when you, you know, it's... It, you're like, yeah, sure, I'll just put it on. You just have it on the background. It's not bad. It makes it's me feel kind of, warm and fuzzy. It's just, it's <laughs> kind of harmless, you know? And I, yeah, but I just, I didn't think they were quality in this. I, I, there's no red flags. I was like, eh, sure, why not? Yeah, and it, but in terms of no red flags, it's interesting you say that because I remember for like a year before we even got a trailer, there was nothing but negative press. Oh, like, do you remember that? Yeah, no, like, actually... Like, because in for, hindsight, I, yeah, I forgot it about came that. Off the, I mean, off the jump, because I mean, and yeah. I maybe was following it closer than most because I'm a big fan of the four. But off the jump, the Michael B. Jordan casting s- set the world on fire. Yeah. And everybody's like, I mean, li- pun intended. <laughs> yeah, not intended, but I'll take it. Flame on, um, if you will. Fl- flame on. Um, and it seemed like, I mean, I thought it was genius, but the world was freaking out. Like, you're just going to make Johnny Storm black? And I'm like, I, who cares? He's on fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who, who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it was just such a weird, weird thing for people to cry foul about. And uh, there was that. There was the the rumors that this movie is going to be found footage, like Chronicle. Mm. Uh, it looks just like Chronicle. Uh, this movie is going to be... Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm fucking blanking on well, it. I, I remember the Victor Domashev. Victor Domashev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one where even I was like, took pause because they were like, uh, the big rumor was like, he was, <laughs> Dr. Doom, I love Thanos and they, they killed it in Infinity War and on screen, he's probably been the best Marvel, like big time Marvel baddie. But in the comics, Dr. Doom is as sweet as it gets. Like mm-hmm. he's the man. Good he's stuff. the big bad. It's like him and Magneto. Right. And, uh, and then like Galactus. And, yeah, like, yeah. and like you know what I mean. Right. And if, uh, it's, if it's 1967, Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true that. True that. And so, to ha- to hear that Victor or Victor Von Doom, and as a fan of takes as I am, was going to be Victor Domashev, and he was going to be like a tech blogger and shit. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So like that did stress me out a little bit. But I was de-stressed when I heard all of these things uh, uh, negated by co-writer and sole director josh trank now i don't know if you remember and i don't know if you're an avid kevin smith list i know you're a big kevin smith fan katie guys you like kev <laughs> yeah I, I dabble sure okay <laughs> so kev has a podcast he's had it for years called fat man on batman and in its uh early stages it was very much a show where he would bring on not just fat, uh, batman people but he would just have people come on over to his house come up with people and filmmakers alike and uh talk and so they were doing a four-part josh trank episode where Josh Trank came over to Kevin Smith's house in the Hollywood Hills or wherever the fuck. I'm pretty sure that's where he lives. In Affleck's old house, that rich fuck. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he came on over, and it was going to be a four-parter. So the first episode was kind of like Josh Trank origin. The second part was going through Chronicle and then getting the Fantastic Four job. The third part was uh, Josh Trank talking all about the movie. The third part was coinciding with the release of the film. It happened uh, and was recorded and released days before uh, Fan 4 Stick came out. And then the part four was going to be 
following the release of the movie. And as we all may or may not know, we did not get a part four. Yeah. Uh, it did not happen. Uh, and that was because, um, I don't know if you guys remember, people hated this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they did. So, uh, go ahead. No, I, please. I, okay, I was just going to say, I, I want to clarify something. So I said no red flags. I guess I forgot about all the rumors and shit. Lots what of I meant, rumors. What I meant, what I think I meant was. <laughs> Technically, cause, cause I said, I, yeah, sure, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I meant was from the trailer right. that I saw. Yeah. I it kind of I was like this looks fine. Yeah. I d- okay, you're right. I there were a, a lot of the things like especially the doom thing. I was like I don't know. <laughs> but then the trailer didn't really seem like it was validating a lot of those rumors. Right. So by that point there was no red flag. Sure. No, and, and, and it's a point it's a point well yeah. taken. Uh I I was I was just jizz town over the trailer. I was like <laughs> I was like this is my this is my shit. The uh but um so let's talk about the 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 fateful episode of Fat Man on Batman, uh, Josh right. Trank week three in the Fat Cave, uh, sort of the st- it's just in posterity is wild the stuff he's saying on this show he seems so confident about the project he seems so secure in uh, the story and the things he's doing and the movie they came up they came out with and stuff and we'll get to it we know that's not the movie we got. Uh, a few examples. I mean, do you guys want you guys want to start with anything you heard that was maybe like that's kind of strange on the episode with Kev? Uh, okay, he was talking about the relationship of the characters and the amount of detail he was talking in. That was surprising to me because he's acting like he's talking about like he just finished filming The Sting, like he, <laughs> he just made some masterpiece. Oh, the you know the relationship between Ben Grimm and uh, whatever Reed Richards, and I was just like. Really? Like, do do people notice these things, or are you just imagining Where, them? Right. Or, or then again, were the a lot of these things cut out? Yeah. I'm, well, and I yeah. I wonder, and well, we'll get there for sure. One of the things I heard, which is like, what is he was talking about his pitch that he gave to Emma Watts, who's an exec yeah. over at Fox, and he basically said like, the pitch I gave her, it's like basically the same movie that we got, and he basically said like, the studio's all behind me. They were so for my take, and the take that I had is the movie that you're gonna get. So I'm like, are you lying? Right. Uh, that's, <laughs> Probably. That's the thing that confuses me most. What about you, Katie? Any, any red flags to you? Because I, I got a lot to say, but I, I want you to go first. <laughs> I don't know about red flags, but one thing that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to give him more credit for, but it didn't really read for me in the movie, was the relationship between Sue Storm and Johnny Storm. Yeah, it sounded amazing. And how it was complicated by them being adopted, by Sue Storm being adopted. And the subtleties that were supposed to come with that, because in actually watching the movie, I didn't get a sense of how her being adopted really changed things that much. You couldn't be more right. Mm. Uh, It's a sorely underexplored plot point. I also will say that he starts off kissing Simon Kinberg's ass, which I think is very Mm -hmm. fucking weird because, uh, and we'll get to the controversy after, I don't think they're buddies. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, like, I've heard a lot of fucked up shit. Um, He said it would be a movie that would never betray what is utmost important in the comics. Uh, We'll (laughs) talk about it. Uh, Said, we're not trying to make a comic movie. We're just trying to make a good movie. Uh, and uh, he shares a writing credit with uh, Jeremy Slater, and uh, he, the whole thing is like Kinberg when everybody was down because they really believed in Trank's voice. He said he talked about how him and Kinberg would sat in a room together for hours, dozens of sessions working on the story, and it's like he's like this is like you know my first real positive experience with real deal movie people, and I'm like, is that true? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he's talking about how um, Michael B. Jordan, Crushing Chronicle, he's the most lovable member of the four. Uh, you know, and they're going to attack the Storm's family in a very different way, like the adopted sibling. I'm like, that's genius. And the idea of, you didn't bring me into this world, you saved me from this world. He said that that's said in the movie. It's not. Mm. Um, one part that they had, they had a hard time cracking was uh, being Michael B., yada, yada. Casting Miles Teller, that was kind of sweet. I thought the casting stuff, that added up. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted Miles Teller for Chronicle, couldn't get him. And so he got to get him for uh, Reed Richards. Um, Kate Mara didn't really know about it, but thought she had a gravitas. Um, this whole thing, yada, yada, it sounds cool. Jamie Bell as the, does the thing. It seemed like a cool idea. I guess he was really... I guess he was really acting on stilts and doing the mocap. He right. said that Jamie Bell was Tintin mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And so mm-hmm. he was mentored by Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucking rad. Like, all positive signs. All going into this movie that was about to release five days later. This sounds like even more so, like, wetting my appetite, make, validating me, making me feel like this is finally the movie made for me. And you know what it did? It pulled a Spider-Man 3 on me. Oh. And, and, oh. and 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 maybe worse more more so than that, it pulled an amazing Spider-Man one on me Ooh. because a Spider-Man ah. I'm obsessed with. We're gonna diverge on that, Luke. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, yeah, even more egregious. No, uh, oh, the most. Uh, okay, um, and because and, I remember like being this fucking torqued for a, a movie and a character that I love so much, and then you know, walk sitting in the theater and being like, oh no. I also came across another piece. Uh, this was this came from Hollywood Reporter's report on the sort of af- like the after action report right. on the movie. They said that uh, crew members for Fantastic Four got an email as late as the day before the premiere from Josh Trank saying that this movie was going to be better than most. Now, I think he said 99% of all comic book movies released so Ooh. far. And one of the crew members responded, I don't think so uh- even. <laughs> What? Uh, For real? Yeah, I guess this is, well, it's per Hollywood Reporter, but again. And thinking about that trailer, Kev mentions the coolest shot of the trailer, if you all recall. There was a part where the thing gets dropped out of of a helicopter, smashes into like a tank. He's on the ground just kicking ass. It's like, it's like, holy shit. And they're talking about how it's in the movie. It's going to be so awesome. He wants to do a horror element and like do an Elephant Man thing with Ben Graham. This movie's body horror. And he keeps, he keeps calling this movie the first movie, Mm. which is very interesting to me and kev talks about how on imdb everybody's got ff2 listed they're gonna make a sequel already they're like everybody loves this movie and doom he's like it's not victor damashev that's not true that's not true at all mm-hmm. i don't know where people got this i don't i don't really listen to the internet <laughs> says josh trank and it's like all this shit and uh talking about the negative zone and how he's doing a take on that uh the most interesting thing i think that stands out is the fact that he go he he says it earns you goodwill in the filmmaking business to end on time and on budget. He said on Chronicle, they wrapped on time and on budget and they did the same with Fantastic Four and everybody really loved him for it. I don't think that's true. And I, I, I'm excited to get to that, but I just want to talk about how he's building up this movie to be this perfect, perfect thing. Like more perfect than I think anybody could. Like, I mean, you're a pitch man and you got to pitch your work and you got to do your, do your job, but let, let's be honest here. The movie we got, does it sound like the movie he's describing on Fat Man on Batman? Mm, no. It, well, <laughs> it, it sounds like a lot of stuff was probably cut, but at the same time, it's like maybe he was way too overconfident. Because, mm. I mean, that tends to happen. You know, people talk about, you know, oh, it was a fun set or it was a this or that. And, well, this didn't sound like a fun set from everything <laughs> no, I've heard. But, no. but at the same time, everyone talks about this went positively. So, therefore, you know outcome well you know uh, 
uh, what do you call it? You know, we got A and therefore B, but it's like, no, sometimes having fun on set doesn't mean things are going to work out. And sometimes, you know, just because you have a great vision and you think it's going to be great doesn't mean that A, it, it could be misunderstood or it could just not do well. Yeah, and totally. It, it seemed like he was way overconfident with this one. Well, and the idea of like, hey, you know, we 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 had a 72-day shoot, finished on time on budget. Everybody on crew, we were just like a family. He's like we uh everybody <laughs> shared the same idea of making a great movie together. We all got matching tats. Yeah, <laughs> it was the suicide squad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck me. Yeah. So then the movie came out. Mm. Did you see it in theaters, Katie? No, I saw it for the first time with you. I actually saw during that day when we saw all of the Fantastic Four movies, uh, that was my first time seeing all of them. We did the trill, the mm-hmm. trilogy. You didn't see the Roger Corman one? I've yeah, never, I've still, I've yeah. still never Hold seen your horses. Oh, no, there. that was the one we didn't watch. The only footage of that I've seen is from Arrested Development. Well, <laughs> fun fact about that, at one time, Canon Group, which uh, was the producer, I believe, they had the rights to a lot of Marvel stuff in the mid-90s. Before Spider-Man, right? Yes, yeah, Spider-Man. Fantastic Four, a number of other well, things. Well, Stanley was selling everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Marvel went bankrupt in right. the early 90s. Right. That's why he went out there, to Hollywood. There's a lot of stuff. It's Speaking, crazy. though, of early Marvels and Fantastic Four, I don't know if y'all have seen the cartoon, but that show is totally rad. Fantastic Four cartoon? Oh, hell yeah. You're talking about the one from Toonami? Uh, no, not the 2000s. This was the 90s one. Oh, oh I oh. don't believe I have. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Okay. Damn. You, you want to talk, since you're a Fantastic I Four am. fan, and for those of you playing at home, Fantastic Four fans, if you want to see some great Fantastic Four, uh, you know, adaptation or whatever, or take on it, watch the 90s cartoon. That Fuck, is, I'd love to. That is literally my favorite version of Fantastic Four. Damn. Honest to God. Well, 90s Spider-Man was so good. Oh, yeah, man. it was and, about that same time. And 90s, I mean, Batman the Animated Series yeah. is like the best the best cartoon ever made for my mm-hmm. money. Right, Like, yeah. Jesus, they were really, they were just, they, uh, 90s X-Men, what am I saying? Like, yeah. they were fucking crushing it. Like, I, I didn't even know it existed. I feel oh. like a, I feel like a fake fan. It was, <laughs> it was one of those, I mean, th- this was... At a time where they had a few shows and some of them only lasted a season, they had a Silver Surfer only lasted a Fox season. Fox Kids, yeah, it was all that, and they had a Captain America show and they had the the animated intro done, except mm. they went bankrupt. So it's like, oops, yeah. sorry. So just wanted to throw that no, out that's there. Fantastic. Uh, Say that again. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Title drop. <laughs> Credits. Oh, okay, Robert, you see it in theater? Uh. It was funny. I was I was actually really really eager to see it, and then I saw the reviews, and then I was really eager to see it. Mm. I called Abby up, and I'm like, "Little did we know, we were going to see this movie either way." Hey, hey, Abby. <laughs> hey, Abby. Uh, the fucking Fantastic Four movie is getting rotten reviews on Rotten Fucking Tomatoes. It has, uh, a, it has a nine percent. It's a fucking shit movie. Do you like Chronicle? <laughs> you like Josh Drink? Josh Drink? Josh. Uh, you see it in theater, Alex? I did, and here was one of those things where if someone, if everyone's saying something's really shitty, like, there's two types of that. I'm like, oh, really? Huh. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go see it. And then there's, yeah, in hindsight, this movie looks bad. And then I decide not to see it. This is one of the huh reallys where I was like, huh, you know what? I, I'm you know, I'm going to go into an open mind and check it out and see if it's, A, see if it's bad at all, and B, <laughs> if it is, how bad is it? Right. No, and that's totally fair. I um, well, it's still bad that. <laughs> I um, I remember being like I said, let down a little bit by Age of Ultron, and bl- blinded by my excitement for this film, I sat and watched this in theater, and it was a 
it was a, uh, it was a tough little war going on inside me because one half of me is like, this is all right, like this it's happening, all right, and then the other half of me is like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to defend this, aren't I? <laughs> like, oh man, like it's just That's like your team, just like so disappointing because like. You know, there's missed opportunity upon missed opportunity and, like, things that I think are really, really fucking interesting. I mean, at the time, because, and we'll get there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I just remember being like, honestly, I walked out of there being like, I may have liked that more of Age of, more than I liked Age of Ultron, which is bullshit. <laughs> I, I will admit that's bullshit. That ha- um, yeah, we all do that. But that happens. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it was especially fucked up because I, uh, I was, I was taking a girl on a first date. Uh, to Fantastic Four, uh, and that should have been an indication of how that relationship would go. We were not together, uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I remember having to be like, "I liked that, and I don't care if you didn't," and like <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, and then I, I I left it alone. I didn't buy it, which is very unlike me. I buy everything. I bought Jim and the Holograms for our Jim and the Holograms pod. Like I, I buy everything. <laughs> I love owning a physical copy. I feel like people deserve my money, uh, right. and I think that if I want to make movies one day. I should help the uh, the business I want to be a part of thrive. Exactly. Uh, so I I I be, I'm a big believer in uh, physical media. That being said, I just remember being like, "Fuck, they really dicked that one." Uh, and especially in the days to follow, and we'll get to the controversy soon. Mm. Um, I I was just like had a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, and I didn't buy it, and I was just kind of disappointed until I watched it again with Katie uh, a couple years ago when we were at DePaul. We got just sloshed. <laughs> and uh, put it on again. I think we rented it on like uh, Amazon or something like that, or it was on like HBO or some shit. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a movie. I found this out. I think it's a movie that it depends on who you're watching with, yeah. because after me and Katie watched it, I had already felt like I hated it. But then when me and Katie watched, it, I was like, "This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> because like Katie, how how do you feel about this movie? <laughs> I I softened up to it. On the second viewing. Yes. Oh, this is but good. <laughs> I, I really did. But because on the, I think that what also contributed to not liking it the first time around was because we were coming off of the fun first two. Oh, that's which true. I, For sure. I really enjoyed. And then this had a kind of mood whiplash. Yeah. And whiplash, mouse I really, I still don't enjoy Sue Storm at all, her portrayal. But Agreed. I softened up on the relationship between um, uh, Reed Richards and Ben. ben. Yeah. I thought I thought there was a genuine sweetness to their interactions that I didn't recall during our first viewing. For sure. So the second time around, I was able to appreciate that more and some of the things that I think that they were going for. And I do I do really appreciate that the uh, the Johnny Storm character is like the first pass for the Marvel universe. Like, if you can't get it right in that movie, they'll give you a better role later. It's true. It's true. Chris Evans went on to be Captain America, Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. he's iconic in that role, although he crushes Human Mm -hmm. Torch. Uh, Michael B., it's not his fault. He's okay at Human Torch, but it's not his fault. Mm -hmm. He's not given a lot to do. And then he's fucking Killmonger, which, I mean... There's still calls for him to be nominated for that. The best character in Black Panther. Far cooler than T'Challa in Black Panther, in my opinion. Far cooler than anybody Mm -hmm. in Black Panther. Like, it goes... Killmonger, Shuri, like top two for me. I like Mbaku. Oh, Mbaku's yeah. badass. I get really, ex- I got so excited when he was in Infinity War. <laughs> yes, I was like, he does love a good fight, right. doesn't he, T'Challa? <laughs> oh, uh, cool. Well, just not Nakia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, fuck. Did my, yeah. oh shit! Sorry, I think my mic cut off for a second. You guys can still hear me? No, I hear you. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Keep the sin. Oh, creepy. All right, Michael. <laughs> right. Uh, I had uh, our producer, uh, God himself, also <laughs> known as Tom Hush on here on Earth, uh, was in my ear. So huh. let's compare it to the movie we heard about. What movie did we get? And more than that, what is your problems with the movie we got? Anybody want to start? Okay, uh, this is just a small nitpick, but I, I couldn't help but notice. Who has the same fifth grade teacher as they do in high school? My, <laughs> I watched this yesterday. I watched this I'm yesterday. And he goes, so am I to understand? I watched my buddy Grant from work, and he goes, am I to understand that's the same teacher from when he was in fifth grade? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, he's just been giving him shit for like a decade? I'm like, I guess so. And this guy is hard to impress. It's like, oh, I've had enough of your magic tricks, even though it was clearly like some <laughs> science. You and your your amazing contraptions, you, you're nothing but a, a good for nothing. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, the glowing blue energy. Yeah, it's like fake. The movie's Mr. Feeney. Oh, yeah. no, don't ever say that. Because Mr. <laughs> Feeney, Mr. Feeney was, was, ter- he was terse, but kind of. Mr. Heart. Feeney would facilitate <laughs> that sort I mean, of. in the sense that he grows up with the characters. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I'll give you that, but only in that. Because Feeney would facilitate that big. <laughs> brain of reed richards and would have sent him to the baxter building many years ago yeah uh, i love you all yeah i love you all <laughs> love you all class dismissed um god i love women's world um <laughs> good one so let's kind of walk this movie and let's let's try to pinpoint for each one of us where it goes wrong and i think me and robert have a very similar idea on this because i think we've spoken about it a little previously but we start out it's uh, Kid Reed uh, on career day talking about how he wants to build he wants to you know build a, a transporter or like a, he wants to te- a teleporter, and uh, that's cool. I'm like hey, just like the Ultimate Fan Four, uh, and he's got he becomes friends with Ben Graham. He's uh, he's powering his transporter in a garage with a wall of N64 consoles. I'm like I'm like holy shit. I'm like, on that alone, I could forgive the whole movie. What a cool call. Uh, and they have the, the toy car that is uh, transported, and, then, uh, and it doesn't reappear, but he transports it. And that is directly from the ch- uh, pages of Ultimate FF. Like, a lot of, there's a lot of little things in here that they did do, and then like when they deviate, strangely, and I guess maybe not strangely to the, to the sane mind, but that's where things go wrong. But, so we've got that, and we move like the first time jump. Mm-hmm. Where we oh, have boy. a brief meeting of Kid Reed and Kid Ben Grimm, and then seven years later. And I remember being like, ooh, okay. Uh, like, off the bat. Katie, are you being mugged? Hello? What? Sorry? <laughs> I thought you were being mugged. No, no, no. Reed, help, help <laughs> Reed. me. Uh, <laughs> um, Reed. Okay. Help me, even though I'm like five times where's, as strong as you. Help Reed? me. Where's Reed? <laughs> um... So uh, we fast forward for like 10 minutes in to seven years later to high school, beautiful Miles Teller, uh, which will you guys notice the detail? Not only was that kid playing Reed looked just like him, but they even did the face scars. I was yeah. like, cool. Oh. I'm, I'm liking yeah, that. Yeah, that out when we watched it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, look, he looks just like around. him. Reminded me of when they wrote in like Harrison Ford scars in Last Crusade, like River oh, Phoenix yeah. got like whipped in the face. Yeah, <laughs> genius. Uh, and so uh, we, we're at the science fair in high school, same teacher as when he was in fifth grade who was being shady to him, and Reed, in front of everybody at a fucking high school science fair, teleports a toy plane, he thinks, to somewhere on the planet, to a, to like a Sahara Desert or something like that, but uh, he soon finds out when Dr. Storm and his daughter Sue Storm show up and are like, nah, motherfucker, we've done something similar, but we've never brought it back, and you're sending that to another dimension, which is dangerous but very impressive, and cracked a code to uh, interdimensional travel. 
So Reed gets whisked away to the Baxter building uh, to work there. Uh, so far, so good. Right, guys? So far, so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true to the comics. Pretty- yeah, it, 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 it's, it felt like the first Spider-Man. It's like, we're not there yet. We don't have mm. everyone suited up and, and fighting baddies yet. Right, right. We're not there yet. Yeah. Right. It's the, the origin. Di- the difference is that Spider-Man <laughs> gets to it, and this movie does not, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, Spider-Man won so good. Um, So... Uh, Doctor Doctor Storm immediately has the fight for the fact that he brought Reed Richards in. They're like, he brought some fucking kid in here. We don't know who this kid is. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is not a fan. No. Uh, and this is the second time Tim Blake Nelson has been almost an interesting Marvel villain. Right. He was set up to be the leader in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And then in this, he's set up to be Mole Man, which has not happened. Also, if you guys recall, early rumors were saying Mole Man was going to be the villain of this movie before we saw the trailer. That mm. was another like big mm. thing that came out a year before the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which in the FF comics is tr- uh, the ultimate FF is their first villain is Mole Man. Ah. Uh, th- that's how it starts out. Um, uh, and then we, you know, we uh, we meet Victor Von Doom. Oh man! Not Victor Damashev, Victor Von Doom. The first of many bad wigs in this scene. <laughs> Does he have a wig? Mm-hmm. It's so long. Oh, like, his hair's all long, and then he comes it? in short. Oh. I guess it makes sense because the next scene, his hair's all short. I didn't I, realize it was a wig. I though. was like, is this supposed to be? Is Toby Kebbell playing JP after the events of Grandma's Boy? No, that's no, so no, funny. Dude, he, he's he's <laughs> he's playing the. Uh, He's playing the Doritos eating guy, uh, the World of Warcraft dude from <laughs> South, South Park, Park. but I, just just he slimmed down a bit. Right? I always thought uh, uh, that dude JP from Gra- Grandma's Boy, I, that when Kylo Ren took off his mask for the first time in Force Awakens, <laughs> that's what I always thought. I was always like, I hate your face, <laughs> adios turd nuggets. <laughs> uh, like I was just remember being like, this is the Dark Lord Kylo Ren. Uh, Sith, Sith, you are not, sir. <laughs> Your nose is way um, bigger than both Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford's. <laughs> I love Adam Driver. And yet, and yet I love him. I do too. Like he's when the, I see that face, best. I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. You see Black Klansman? <laughs> I'm not yet, but I really, really want see to. See that shit. He's good in it, I man. Will. He is really good in it. Um, like every time I watch him, I'm just struck by it. Like he seems like he's just a natural, um, which I know that's the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. is give a natural performance. Right. But uh, so – we meet Victor Von Doom. He is not a tech blogger named Victor Damashev. He is named Victor Von Doom, and he has been mentioned in passing as somebody who was kicked out of the Baxter building uh, for s- and setting like the hard drive on fire and like crazy. He's like he's a loose cannon, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. And we meet him. He's this dude who's like l- kind of let his life go to shit. Gross apartment, long ponytail hair, and uh, he's also apparently. Got a thing for uh, Sue. for Sue Storm. Yeah. So also, Doctor Doom tape. over here. <laughs> God damn oh, it! God, that's the that worst. That line is okay. So yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> so Jamie Bell, not Jamie Bell, because it's a kid version. Ben Grimm as a kid is is like a poor kid and from a broken home, and he's getting this shit slapped out of him by his older brother. And his brother's like, "It's clobbering time," and like throws him in. So I'm like, "That's the first I'm like cringy like <laughs> like this movie is doing it's doing the worst when it's." actively acknowledging the comics when yeah. it's just happening it, i it's tolerable but the first it's clobbering time is tough because i mean it's just can't be shit and then her being like whoa dr doom over here because <laughs> uh victor von doom his design is the one that reed has actually made work so he's like oh somebody took my idea he's like no somebody made your idea fucking happen dude and he's jealous as fuck about that he's jealous that uh that he doesn't isn't with sue anymore and he's also uh uh got this idea about humanity Care to elaborate, anybody? 
He's very Thanos-like in this regard. He hates. He's just he's just a misanthrope. He just thinks know? that the world kind of deserves what's coming to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he's okay with the world burns. Hates the government. Hates and, the and he yeah with with uh, this. Uh, iteration of dr doom the butt hurt is real <laughs> it is it's so real yeah. and like you can tell like how seething he is as he goes through like yeah. who's this asshole this this plucky high schooler who's 27 year old miles teller yeah. uh, <laughs> uh uh going through uh his like drawings and concept art for the uh for the figures yeah. of the thing he's like rudimentary, rudimentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. elementary <laughs> just basically a child's it's so drawing. funny oh. child's drawing so this movie's <laughs> ripping for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> loving it uh, and so um, we're about twenty minutes in. Is there another Fantastic Four character we should meet? Is, is the, the maybe the coolest one? Oh yeah, where's Johnny? At? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the Human <laughs> Torch the, the, in a the, while. The only one of these four who, had, or at least in this cut of the film, that had any personality. Interesting. Anyways, I I think he was miles ahead. Better than the other three characters. Miles. Miles. No, miles. no miles Teller pun intended. I am indeed not talking about him. Uh, talking about Michael B. Jordan, I thought was absolutely fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. Except I I don't remember much about him, like looking back on it. Like he he never really struck me in any particular way. But I do remember the first time when I was watching this with Luke it struck me that maybe what they were going for, and I, and I don't mean this to be mean, I was wondering if this was like the take that Josh Trank was going for, was that um, Sue Storm and Reed Richards were kind of on the spectrum. And, and that's why they had a like, oh, yeah. way of communicating You're with one another. You're not the only one I've heard say that. Because I've wa- I, I watched, again, I said I watched with my buddy Grant yesterday to, just as an academic viewing. I was like, hey, I'm doing this. You want to check it out? Have you ever seen it? And he's like, is Sue on the spectrum? And I was like, holy shit. Now, interesting you say that. I think that is apologizing for bad writing and acting. Okay. I think Sue, I'll give you. I think Sue, I'll give you. But the, the fact of the matter is, it is the most sterile relationship arc I've ever seen put into a movie. It's like, I don't believe it. Oh, they I, definitely don't have any chemistry. Yeah, I don't buy it. I, uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, that uh, this movie... Okay, this movie uh, tries to like be like they're a thing, but it just never works for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I would I would agree that she does come off on the spectrum. She's she's she she she's antisocial. She uh, is very much about uh, her work and like her thing is analyzing patterns and rhythms and stuff like that. That makes sense. Reed, I think, is just improperly developed. Yeah, he's just uh, kind of a goof. Um, but like in the beginning, when he's so heavily focused like like even kids version of him is just trying to power through that uh what i want to do when i grow up thing for to, like sure. the interest of no one for sure like i thought that that's what they were going for yeah and i and, I, and i'm with you hey man i'll i'll do, i love defending this movie uh also bad movie brunch pro tip if me and katie say interesting it usually means we feel the exact opposite that's, of what you're saying uh, I, so i i picked up on that uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good though. But that's a friendly way of saying it. I've acknowledged yeah. it, so now it's not as friendly. But it's better. It's better than saying like "fuck you." <laughs> uh, um, well, all right. Either we one don't is have acceptable. To agree. I'm just telling you my reading on it. Hey, Katie, you're perfect. Yeah. Do you? It's all good. You're the, you're the. You're a perfect person. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you're just a just a beam of light in my life. <laughs> um, so. They get they they get the design. They go to work building the design. The transporter, the the teleporter, it's happening. And we get to the point where we send a horrible CGI chimp to test it. It's the, like I'm like that must have been the budget because as we move forward, there's not much else that happens CGI wise except for Ben himself. Uh, it's I mean 
how, couldn't you just like take in a real chimp? I'm sorry. I, I know we don't want to like we don't want to hurt animals, and you don't got to cram into that thing. But can you just walk across the bridge at them and then close the canister? Like it looks terrible. It looks. I mean, it looks horrible, especially in. They, they just must have really not had to not uh, not wanted to work with animals. I guess. I get it. I mean, I'm good on them. Yeah. Plus, it's like they wanted to send organic matter over, and I know they wanted vital signs and all that. But it's like, couldn't you send like a bowl of fruit? Like you're gonna no joke. You're gonna send <laughs> you're gonna send this poor li- like what if he dies in the negative zone? You don't care that you just killed that chimp. Yeah, man. So I was or, like, or send send like a crow, like something no one likes. Or or they don't call it. <laughs> Kidding though. The negative zone. They yeah. call it Planet Zero. Planet, which yeah, zero. Zero. Is sick. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred them to call it negative zone, but it's okay. Yeah. Is sick. In the uh, ultimate FF, they call it the end zone, uh, for short. Yeah. Um, so that happens. It works. Uh, uh, great. Our machine works. Now you can send us, as you've been promising. Like we're gonna go and be pioneers, like we always wanted to be. And then that's when the government steps in. They're like, no, dude. Uh, we're gonna take a hold of this. Yeah. It's our machine. And here's where things. Uh, not not where I. Lo- they don't lose me. But the idea of anybody want to drink and like Toby Kebbell, Victor Von Doom gets drunk with yeah. uh, and reads like ethanol kills brain cells. And then he's like drinking. <laughs> it's like him, him yeah. Michael B. Jordan, uh, Miles Teller all drinking together talking about like how nobody remembers who who uh, who set up like, you know, the ships that sent Neil Armstrong to the moon. They remember Neil Armstrong. Yeah. And we don't want to be those guys. And I'm like, that's smart. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they take an ill-fated journey and decide uh, they're going to go explore themselves they're gonna do it they're gonna go there real quick five minutes plant their flag and uh, they'll be the first people to go reed drunkenly calls up his old best pal who we haven't seen in about 20 30 minutes right. uh ben mm-hmm. Grimm to make the journey with them and interestingly sue does not come along mm. uh, yeah i was gonna mention that like that's one of the things that really bums me out about this whole setup is it's that weird. she is, is not a part of it it's a weird poll and i can i can defend it uh, because I think if they tell Sue, she's the, obviously the smartest person, and she's be like, no, you can't go, you can't do that. So that's the only way I, I defend it in my head. Also, the way in which they all get mm-hmm. their specific powers, I think it's always like st- it's always seems like it's been Sue getting like smacked with like excess, not mm-hmm. getting it straight up, and that's why her powers um, are maybe the least grotesque uh, right. in, in her yeah. ability and her uh, appearance. Um, but they go. It works. Everything's gangbusters. We're in the negative zone. It's really cool. The floor and the water and stuff is green, <laughs> which, if you recall in the trailer, was orange. Uh, so yeah, that's my yeah, first yeah. like heads up where I'm like, this is strange. Uh, but everything's okay. It just looks like this crazy other world. And uh, how would you describe things in the negative zone? Anybody? Uh, so I'll, give you, I'll read you an excerpt from my notes. These are just some bullet points. Oh, man, some of the CGI... We could get Matt Damon on Mars. We could have figured this shit out, LOL. And then the next five bullet points are, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it just starts getting worse. I like the containment suits. I think they're yeah. cool. Yeah, I think yeah. they're cool. I like the machine. I think it's cool. Them going to the negative zone and planting the flag, straight from the Ultimate FF comic. Still got me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. here we are. Okay. Uh, uh, loving it. Except for I'm pretty sure Sue goes. D- Doom does not come along until much later. Doom in the Ultimate FF is not hit with his power. Doom is a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, who grew up a king, right. and uh, you know, like more to the lore. Yeah, right. uh, but this is a take, and I like takes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so things obviously go bad, and uh, they're like, oh, everybody's like, I don't want to do this. And Reed's <laughs> like, No, we have to go explore over here. Me and Doom are friends now. Didn't you know that? Keep up, keep up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they go, and they're trying to get some of this matter. And the 
Planet Zero is the energy there is like attacking them. It does not want them to be there. They're intruders in this world, and uh, sh- this crazy ass like space storm happens, and they gotta get the fuck out of there. So in their scrambling to to uh, rush back to their uh, teleporter, Doom gets like first struck with like this weird green lava and like like it's fucked up, and then gets tossed into it. Never to be seen again for a while. Uh, yeah. We get back to the, telep- uh, the teleporter. We get online with Sue. Everything's going fine. Ben Grimm's door blasts open and all these rocks start piling in. Like uh, Johnny's thing smashes open and like sets on fire. Like it- it's everything you'd expect. And honestly, I- you still got me. Yeah. Um, so here's the point, and I don't know how you all feel. The movie's fucked. Like, and I still roll with it for a little farther than this, but the movie gets truly and utterly fucked from where it's heading when we get back reads like actually no i'm lying because this is actually sweet we got body horror so reads all stretched out super far and he's <laughs> yeah. like help me like where are my <laughs> friends and like they're testing him and just like sedating him scary as fuck really cool ben's all fucked up a big rock monster johnny can't unflame on like he's just on fire the whole time and his dad's like crying like sue can't figure out like you know her shit it's really scary and really cool and i think an interesting horrific take on uh something that was played much more for camp in uh in years past do yeah. you guys have any comments on like that like body horror element? because i think that legit spooks me like when they uh come back and they're all like fucked up i thought that stuff was all good and fine although uh i don't know what point that was but some here on my notes i have that uh I think it was like the 35-minute mark. Mm. Neither four individuals together nor anything fantastic has happened yet. No. (laughs) So at that point, I'm a little Mm -hmm. checked out. It it was cool, but I'm like, it took too long to get here. Mm -hmm. I would argue that teleporting yourself to another dimension and getting fucking horribly mangled is kind of fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you're not wrong. No, I'm saying this particular timestamp. Sure. So sure. what yeah, I'm yeah. saying sure. is, I because th- I think that's about the 40 minute mark. Yeah. When, it's it's deep. It's yeah, way too so, deep. That should happen like 15 minute mark. Exactly. So uh, uh, five minutes past my uh, thing, yes, something fantastic happens. Right. Four <laughs> fantastic. Of them four of them weren't together. That's right. True. No Sue Storm. And again, I was just kind of like, all right, can we just get to like punching shit? <laughs> right. And 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 guess what? You never do. Like yeah. so, really. so Reed uh, Ben's fucked. He's looking for his friend. Reed's like, I'll, I, I like climbs out all weird and stretchy, and he's like, I'll come back for you. And uh, what happens, Robert? Three words. One year later, yeah, right. And this is where my stomach dropped through the pit of the theater floor when I saw it. <laughs> I'm like, What are you doing? Like, this is where the movie's supposed to start, and it's the most nothing like second act from here on out. Like, it's just so middling. And that's my biggest criticism of the movie, I think, is having time to think about it and gestate. It's not a super bad movie. It's just not a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, like, the the, mo- the biggest thing you can do and, like, the worst thing you can do, especially trying to compete with the heavy hitters in the comic book uh, film, like, world, is be middling, be average, be mm-hmm. forgettable. Yeah. And that's the, the, the thing this movie falls prey to worst. Mm-hmm. It's not, so far... We're not given what we were promised to by Trank. It feels like it's missing two thirds of a second act and like ten minutes of a third act. Right. You know, because that one year later happens like fifty minutes in, and I'm like, this is the midpoint. I'm also, like, Reed leaves. Why would Reed so weird? Do He's that? the main character. Like he wouldn't do that to Ben after he like pled bed to stay in in the fucking Planet Zero zone. I'm like, this is all Reed's fault, and he just leaves. I'm like, yeah, no, I kind of get why Ben and all them hate him. Yeah, <laughs> of course, I would hate him too. 
Uh, just I, made me sad. I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, we're at the midpoint. Where the hell is our villain? Yeah, right? oh, like to me, that's the biggest flaw in the second act. Is that it? Just kind of seems like there's just a bunch of like sort of meandering stories going on at yeah, once. Like that's the problem. Oh, he left, and it's like, oh, you're working for the government now, and it's like, I. What, all, where, where the hell is Doom? <laughs> all, of, all of which vaguely interesting if you're going to capitalize on the like little threads, but they don't capitalize on none. Right. right. Uh, like, the body horror thing, cool. Let's roll with it. They don't. Nope. Uh, like, you become, uh, they're making you agents of the government. So Johnny hasn't figured out his powers just yet. Sue hasn't also, and Reed bounce. But they're using the thing as like uh, as like a weapon of war, which I think is incredibly interesting. Right. He's like, He's just like uh, he's lost, and his friend's gone, and he's not the same person. He's become a monster, and he's there just like there's that video of him watching like his like mission report, and yeah. he's like 34 confirmed kills or something wild. Maybe it's higher than that. 54. It was, it was 43. 43 <laughs> uh, <laughs> confirmed kills, and he's just smashing people up. And we get like the uh, tank scene. Never do we see him drop out of the helicopter and smash shit no. up, which you know we'll talk about that. Right. But um, we're missing punches. Yeah, <laughs> which is like all cool, and the movie just becomes this idea, this whole. Up until the horrible third act of Ben is an agent of the government and lost all will to basically like live because he's just this monster. Johnny uh, is mad at his dad for like uh, mad at his dad for never giving him the opportunity he wanted, and so now he's become a thing. And he's like, I'm gonna serve the government too and use my powers. They're cool. Sue is the only smart one of the bunch who's like, this is kind of fucked up, guys. We shouldn't do this, right? And Reed's nowhere to be found. Uh, eventually, we find Reed, um, and it turns out he's been trying to uh, make a one-person pod to go and find uh, things back in the negative zone that can cure his friend. He it does care about Ben. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, buried deep in the plot in the sand of Planet Zero. Right, right. Um, and uh, when they finally go and find Reed, you get one of the only action sequences of the movie. Reed's stretching around, and he's knocking out right. dudes, and then Ben shows him, just fucking headbutts him. <laughs> it's like right. knocks him out. So here we are. Uh, the the four uh, let's just because I mean there's no reason to to fucking drone on about the horrible like thirty minute gap between finally right. getting the second act. Long story short, we go back to the negative zone, and who's there? But Doctor Doom. Mm. Now, uh, <laughs> I kind of like this. I think like I see Doom standing there. It's the silhouette, the green hood. It looks cool as fuck to me. Mm -hmm. And they go and the uh, it's not it's not reading the gang going, but they send people there and they bring the we got to bring him back. I'm like, first of all, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> uh, but they bring him back and Tim Blake Nelson wastes no time in being like, hey, so we're going to help you, but you got to tell us everything about that. And he's like, let this man breathe. He's a monster. His <laughs> yeah. body has fused completely with his um with his suit, which I think looks sweet. Mm -hmm. And um. He's 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 gone. Like he's like that place kept me kept me alive. Like you know what I mean, yada yada. And uh, he's like, you know, how you hate the government. Yeah. So you're gonna be working for the government now. Yeah, you're gonna be a government <laughs> agent. Is that okay with you? And he's like this weird robot face, which I think looks sweet. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, well, see, I just want to point out one thing. Uh, keeping in mind, because I kept because I was bored through a lot of this movie. Keeping in mind with timestamps, this is an hour fifteen. Yeah. That he's it's, back. It's an terrible. hour fifteen. It's terrible. Ridiculous. Let's gloss. Let's let's gloss our way through because I want to get to the controversy. Right. Yes. Because uh, I'm I'm running us a little late. Um, so I think Doom's sweet. Uh, and 
he starts going scanners and exploding people's heads. Right. Like in like he explodes Tim Blake Nelson's head. He kills uh Doctor Storm in front of Sue and Johnny. Uh and the, he goes back to the Negro Zone. He's like, I'm gonna create a hole in this universe and merge Planet Zero with this world and my world will be the only world and yada yada. And I'm like, okay, underdeveloped, but cool. Cool plot. <laughs> uh and so they've obviously got to go back. And here's where the movie is I think the most egregious in its reshoots, in its rewrites, and uh it, it is the most half-hearted uh finale uh mismatched like it doesn't match up to the rest of the flick so like you get you get like halfway through and i'm like i get it but then everything after that is a different movie completely and so they want to do the classic mcu third act where you fight the villain and everybody teams up together and it just doesn't work for me does it i mean does it how do you guys feel when they go to the negative zone they confront doom he's all like there is no victor only doom and i'm like love that but uh you know cool line but uh they're like you know he's not stronger than all of us and that uh, that was some that that was as bad as shooter's gonna choke jack's yours it's like like really flat delivery of a few lines there's there's another one what the hell is happy look out yeah yeah it's like (laughs) like that happy look out ah i forgot the other one was it's something reed richard says yeah there's a bunch of lines like that where the delivery's not there and so uh uh, basically, what do you guys think happened? Do they beat Doom? Obviously, because they have to. He gets like shoved in, and like, and they all come back, and they're like, you know, we're running the show now. We're gonna work for you, but you got to answer to us. We're the ones the powers. And like, what if we say no? Yeah. Say yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Michael B. grew a goatee in a day. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they go, and this is where they're like trying to save face. I feel because they have the thing do the clobber in timeline. They have uh, they have Central City, which is from the comics, which is their headquarters, along with the Baxter Building. Um, they uh are, are they're trying really hard to save face and make it a different movie than it set out to be and it's like the yo we should call ourselves something we need to come up with a name and Katie what are the cho- what are the choices? <laughs> oh, uh, the I believe it was how about the big brain and his neurons? How about the big brain and her neurons? The Ooh. human torch and the torchettes. Ugh. And then Ugh. Ben looks around and goes, "Wow, this place it really is fantastic." And Miles Teller's like, "Say that again." <laughs> It's fantastic. Hey, guys. It hurts. Hey, guys. And then just like, (laughs) I think I got a new name. And then cuts to title logo. All right. So this is not the movie we were promised. No. Uh, No. What? So let's talk about the controversy. We got like five, ten good minutes. Um, Where do you, where should we begin? Now, I've heard things like Josh Trank and his dogs destroyed the apartment that he was being put up in by Fox. I've heard that Josh Trank got so rec- like reclusive in the film, in the making of the film, that eventually he was just directing with a hood over a monitor and wouldn't talk to anybody. I heard that during filming, him things got so heated that Miles Teller and him, like Miles Teller, just like chest bumped him, was about to fucking kick his ass. They had uh, there was a chance of pugilism. Right. <laughs> I've heard. Uh, I've heard that the movie went uh, under severe reshoots that were directed by Matthew Vaughn, which was refuted by Matthew Vaughn. But I t- firmly believe yeah. the reshoots were directed by Simon Kinberg. Mm-hmm. I think that eventually Simon Kinberg directed every bit of this movie that isn't good in this reshot. Is I and I mean that's fucked up to say, but it's Simon Kinberg. I think he it's the same shit that happened with Solo, where they decided they don't like what Lord Miller are doing. Let's have somebody else redo it. And Simon Kinberg was the Ron Howard to his Lord Miller. Uh, yeah. Any other any other controversy you'd care to talk about? Uh, well, I'd I'd ahead. heard about the fight, and 
Well, see, the, I thought I had heard something about the budget not being all there for, like, the third act particularly. Because, again, I watched the, the fight with Doom, and I thought, you know what? This doesn't look very good, but, no. like, at least shit's happening. Sure. However, mm-hmm. let, let's revisit that first part. This doesn't look very good. <laughs> right. So, I mean, what I What could the budget have yeah. gone to? No, go ahead. But it's like— I was just going to say, like— it seems like they really, really cheaped out or tried to reanimate things or do some things differently. Or there was the lava thing. It was orange and then it's green. It's like, yeah. what's going on? Like, these things cost a lot. Yeah, totally. And the idea of, uh, like, you, I mean, the reshoots are never more blatant than when you see Sue's horrible blonde wig. Like, she's got, like, a natural yeah. blonde hair. And she's wearing <laughs> this matted blonde wig. It looks disgusting, like a, like a rabid dog. And then, like, mm-hmm. uh, not, not that Kate Mara is because she's gorgeous. I love Kate Mara. Wonderful actress. But it's not, and it's also not their fault. Like yeah. they, they, they probably knew they were making shit. Um, but I'd also heard that this budget creeped over two hundred million with reshoots. What could it have been <laughs> on? And that leads me to my other one. I heard. So what's the fateful tweet, Robert? Can you recount it one more time? Uh, basically, the the non parody version of what I said. There's a fantastic version of this movie. You'll never see it. Uh, I had it a year ago, but that's just reality. So he took that. I think that tweet lasted nine minutes. This is five days after we heard him proclaiming on Fat Man on Batman what this movie was going to be. And it leads me to this question. Did he lie and give the greatest performance of all time on Fat Man on Batman to just play to the people and get people to go see it so he could get another job with the money? Or did he truly not know what they did to his movie? How could you not know your movie went under all those reshoots? How could you not know you didn't finish on time and on budget? Like, what What do you think is the truth in all this? I think Maybe he was managed. You think so? Like they said, hey, say this to Kevin I Smith. I think it's a possibility. It just seems like such a weird fucking blatant lie that I would not do. Uh, given the choice between lying out my fucking ass to a filmmaker I respect and saying the movie I made isn't dog shit or just not going on the show at all, I just keep my mouth shut. I just take, take it on the chin. So you know what I think? So studio poaching of indie directors to make studio flicks, it's always been a thing. Yeah. But especially then, we saw like Mark Webb, you made 500 Days of Summer. Your Come name's make Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, yeah. Colin Trevorrow, you made Safety Not Guaranteed. Make, make Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Josh Trank, you made Chronicle. Come mm-hmm. make this. And I think what we saw that as, it wasn't just a studio poaching tactic. That is a psychological ass experiment. Yeah. And I think Josh Trank might have fallen, he might have succumbed to the pressure of it. I don't know if he was ready. I don't think he was. He's the guy that made a stab, made a YouTube video, a stabbing at Princess Leia's 21st birthday party right. where he rotoscoped lightsabers. From there, got the Chronicle gig, and from there, got Fantastic Four. Those steps are so far apart from one another. Those are steps that take some people in the industry 20 years to accomplish. And this dude, like, was given the keys to the kingdom. And don't forget, this guy was hired before the release of Fantastic Four to make the—he the, was one of the first uh, directors hired to make a Star Wars spinoff. Like, as soon as Disney bought it, he was supposed to make the Boba Fett flick. Like, and then all that stuff came out about him trashing that apartment, and the movie flopped, immediately fired. He was the first hired and the first casualty of the Kathleen Kennedy and Disney reign over uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he might not have been lying— as much as he was just like, or maybe maybe he he wasn't willing to be truthful to himself. Which I, yes, mm. okay, he's lying. But it's like it's like how you said when you got out of the theater and you're like, I thought it was good. Like I do that sometimes. Like I was in the back of my head, I was so mad at how Suicide Squad turned out. I'm like, oh, yeah. it was pretty good. <laughs> it was like it was like a four out of five, bro. And it's like, no, no, no it wasn't. <laughs> you goddamn dirty liar. And like it took me a second viewing on the TV. 
to watch it and like, you know what, this this really sucks. I was lying. And I think that could have happened to him is like, you know, he thought he had faith in this because like he worked really hard on it. It's like, come on, please like my movie. And that comes out. He's like, fuck it. I give up. It sucks. Well, and I think a movie like uh, Suicide Squad, which I did see three times in theater, I super (laughs) dug it. I think or I'll, I'll say this first. A movie like Suicide Squad. While it does suck, is a movie I still really can okay. rewatch and enjoy because they at least give me something to chew on. There's stuff happening, good or bad, yeah. and like they give me like Batman shows up here, Flash is there, like it's cool shit. It's big monumental shit, you. and I even uh, you know what I for here in the world I like Jared Leto's Joker. I think it's interesting as hell. It's not the Joker, but it's a Joker, and I like the take. Cool, good job. Now <laughs> that movie's disjointed. It's horribly ripped up by the editors, and I think there's a better version of it out there that we'll never see. <laughs> yeah, that's reality that's right. though. But um, uh, or, or take a Batman v Superman, which I think the problem for a lot of people. I know people hate it. I fucking adore it. But I think a big problem with that was that was overload. It was too much. Yeah. Like they gave you a million things to chew on. And uh, the Fantastic Four, where it falls flat from both of these, it gives you almost nothing. Like yeah. it gives you nothing but like a like a bell and whistle. I think Doctor Doom looks cool and sounds cool. I think the first like bit of this movie is moving at a pace that I like, and there's some like attachment to the comics. But everything else is so fucking hollow. And yeah. while I don't hate it as much as I used to, I actually do kind of dig it. I did buy it for this podcast. I will watch <laughs> it again. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it's an easy watch. At least it's only like an hour forty eight or something. But. Uh, it just doesn't have anything to chew on. There's no. It's like it's like what I have to assume being like vegan is like. No offense. To, <laughs> no offense to vegans or anything, but it's like I ha- eating vegan cheese. I assume is not nearly as satisfying as eating like a deep dish Giordano's. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, or a mm-hmm. good old fashioned burger from Whataburger. That's right. <laughs> so that's just where I stand, and I, I I think it's just such a strange strange thing. Like I, I never never have I ever like mourned the death more of John Schnepp. The man that brought us uh, yeah. the death of Superman lives. What happened? A documentary that so eloquently and uh, perfectly looked at a movie that fell into de- development hell, and the story behind it was just larger than life and more interesting than the story we would have eventually gotten. I would kill for John Schnepp to be able to do this movie, mm-hmm. where we go back yeah. and look at like tr- beat by beat, what the fuck happened during this production? And interview Trank, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. I truly believe we'll never hear. So it's all left to speculation. But it's just such a weird thing that like ha- came and passed and now and now Disney uh, has the rights to Fantastic Four. What do you think will happen moving forward? I think a better movie will happen. You think a movie? <laughs> Probably. I, I, I honestly yeah, because okay. Here's the thing about takes. And I get that you can do them, but it's like but while keeping the same thing like tropes, you know, intact. And I think Sometimes when you try to stray too far, that's what can lead to a disjointed movie. It's like, well, I thought it was a superhero. It's a body horror. It's like, well, then what is this? So I think with Disney, we're we're gonna get you know pretty standard fare. It it won't. Tr- I don't think it'll be as daring, but it it'll it'll probably be entertaining because standard fare can be entertaining. True. I think they'd be smart uh, to make. Uh, in this post Thanos world after next summer, I think it'd be very <laughs> smart to start setting up Doom as the next big bad if they can. Ooh. Yeah, and get some Latveria, please. I would yes. introduce I would introduce Reed uh, as a college uh, classmate of Peter Parker. Right. Ooh, I would like uh, I would move that way and through and do things that way, and I would have Doom be Doom. Yes. You know? 
because fuck it, we tried this and it didn't work. It's like, what are his power sets like according to movies? Nobody knows. He's a metal man <laughs> in the first two. Lightning like, powers. I yeah. can make your heads explode, except yeah. you four for some reason. This isn't working. <laughs> Whoa, good call. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't help but notice those things when I'm watching a movie. Maybe because they have similar powers because they're given powers by the yeah. same entity. That, mm. that could be it, but just like, since I like a lot of martial arts movies, there's times where I'm like, now I'm enjoying this, but doesn't he have a gun? Like, sure. <laughs> couldn't you shoot him? Like, I think about these things, and I try not to think about them too much, but it was rather glaring with Doc Doob. It's like, cool. no one can stop him. <laughs> Katie, final thoughts? Final thoughts? Uh, well, again, my main thing is just, like, I have warmed up to it. It Upon a second viewing, there are some things there, and I think that you can see a glimmer of the movie that they tried to make. But still, I can't get over the Sue Storm stuff. I think that she is such an empty character, and I do think that the excuse that a lot of these male writers have was like, oh, she can't be a part of it because she'd be too smart, I think is super lazy. We can't have Sue, I think though, that that's a just woman. a way to not let women be involved. I agree. Firmly agree. Yeah. Well said. Well put. Yeah, um, she needed a little more characterization. The thing about like patterns, I'm like, oh, God, I hate you. Just like <laughs> make make her Sue Storm. Like, yeah. come on, guys. The fact that we have four people on this episode, it's fantastic. Oh no, say, say it again. <laughs> God damn it, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's been bad movie brunch. I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grossinger. I've been Robert Riley. And I've been Alex Davis. Guys, listen to bonus features on YouTube and SoundCloud and One Day Apple Podcasts if there's a God. Uh, <laughs> Someday. Their, their show is phenomenal, and you'll get a kick out of it. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Oh,